Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. Seth Rogen is on that nerd shit. Why'd they make Xanathar look so dumpy? And we have a real Reese's moment when they got Minecraft and our D&D. That's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Guild. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Caster's Guild. I am your Guildmaster Rick Perry, and if I were a video game console, I'd be the Nintendo Switch. And I'm your Guildmaster Baron Kane, and if I was a video game console, I'd be the PlayStation Top. <laughs> and speaking of video games, man. <laughs> uh, so. I think I, I want to jump right into this for this episode because I saw this online and it's just too cool not to talk about. A Last Ronin video game has been announced. I'm pretty pumped about that uh, for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, I really like the comic. Oh, yeah. And and it looks like, is it IDW who owns it now, the the comic? That's a good question. Um, the the comic looks like they're they're leaning into the aftermath of that comic. So like you know, I, I don't want to give away too much, but you know there is a legacy that they are building on. But also because I've seen the gameplay compared to God of War. Yeah, and uh, it is IDW. Nice, nice. And if I had to pick a modern video game for the combat to come off of for Last Ronin. I think God of War would probably be at the top of that list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I could think of some other games and stuff like that. But man, God of War is fresh. It works with all the different rune stuff and power stuff that comes in that game. You could easily put in like ninja moves. Different ninja twos. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. And since the first game, since the first God of War game, Kratos has been using multiple weapons. Obviously, he leans on the Blades of Chaos, but he always gets other weapons throughout the games, and switching between them always feels really good. You know what you weapon to use in what different situation after using them for a while, and so the last Ronin be able, being able to switch between you know his brother's weapons, I think would be fantastic. Absolutely. And I think that'll be a good trade-off for, you know, not having the other turtles in it. But yeah, I think it's going to be great. Though I do believe that they're going to have it so that it, it's it's not really done in the comic this way, but I bet that they're going to make it so that you can control some other characters in one way or in another. It almost wouldn't be a turtles game if they didn't figure out how to get that in there somehow. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, actually, even the comic, though, gives a way to do flashbacks Mm -hmm. which every flashback scene in that comic is a fight of some kind, a battle, you know? They don't end well, but they're there. Right. I kind of hope that they don't try to make this, like, multiplayer or anything. No, this should be a single-player story-based experience. Oh, I mean, I believe that there will be one. Yeah. But I hope that they don't, like, you know, like Red Dead. Where, yeah, like, know, shoe in a multiplayer mode. Yeah. 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 This is not the I game for that. No, no. 
No, not at all. There are plenty of um, Turtles games for that. And yeah. if you really you wanna... wanted to do a new one, the new Turtles movie is coming out pretty soon. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. It That looks it good. Great. Make it that great. the new multiplayer Turtle game. Right. Or if you want an existing one, Mm-hmm. Just play one of the ones that's out there. We have a whole podcast episode that talks about them. You should go check that out, and we'll it'll tell you what we think of them. They're awesome. <laughs> Spoiler, uh, but yeah. So I, I'm I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped about all the turtle stuff that's coming out. Can we can we talk about Seth uh, Seth Rogen? What the hell is this guy doing? He's like pumping out all this cool nerd shit. You're gonna have to fill me in there. Who Seth Rogen is? No, as far as what he's pumping out, that oh, well, he's he's doing the he's doing the turtle stuff. Okay, I didn't realize uh, he was he was in the. I I kind of I, assumed I believe... that that you were you were connecting it to this that it had something to do with turtles, but I didn't know he was doing the turtle stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's producing it. Oh, that man, I could be sense. way off though. I could be way off. No, he's a, he's definitely the producer. Just checked. Okay, good, good, mm-hmm. good. So turtles, and I know he's he's voicing Donkey Kong. Oh yeah, he is voicing Donkey Kong in the Kong. new Mario movie. Um, he's an executive producer of Invincible. Okay, all right. He's an executive. He's an executive producer of The Boys. Okay, I'm telling you, man. He is. He's uh. He's doing some shit. I feel like we all know he's, that he's always been a nerd. It's just he got himself some cred, and now he's like, okay, now that my name is well enough known in Hollywood that I can do whatever I want, I'm gonna go do whatever I want. He was an executive producer of Preacher. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, there was a, I guess, a documentary called Console Wars. I believe that's what that is. He was the executive producer of that. Yeah, he's popping out some nerd shit, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Go he's, you, uh, Seth Rogen. It, yeah. I'm glad you got enough cred that you can kind of do the <clears throat> shit you want to do now. Yeah, no offense, but I'm glad we got past uh, Sausage Party. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a bump in the road. You know, actually... The bump in the road for him in diving into the nerd shit. Mm-hmm. Green Hornet. Yeah, that he was, was a tough one. He was the producer of that too, though. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually enjoyed that movie. It was fun. Okay. They took some chance. They took some chances. They they definitely experimented with some uh, unique choices in filming. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mind it. It definitely it felt to me like something that they needed to, I don't know, give about five more years of polishing these techniques <laughs> and then maybe throw it out there. But yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun with that show. I uh, I can't say I enjoyed it, but okay. I also... Here's the thing about especially making internet content is everybody said everything has to be the best thing ever or you have to like hate it with your entire soul. Right. And right. Green Hornet... For me, that movie just kind of lies right in the middle. Like, I wouldn't say I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I hated it. It it was a movie. <laughs> I, I will say when I say that I enjoy something, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's not me saying this is the best movie ever. Right. I'm not even saying it was a good movie. I'm saying I watched it. I had fun. Sure. It wasn't great, but I had fun. But I also don't think it was bad. So I guess when I say it's a fun movie... I mean what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. Let's put it that like I didn't I don't hate the fact that I watched it, but I wouldn't watch it again. I man, I probably would. <laughs> yeah. That that's that was that's why I said that. I feel like that's the differentiator here based off of what you were saying and what I'm saying. 
is that you did have fun with it to the point where you'd watch it again because it was a, a fun experience. Where I'm saying, I, I can't say that I had fun with it, but, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I will also say it's the uh, first movie, I think, I remember... Oh, what is his name? I remember... See, he He's a German guy. He was in Django. Oh, um... Hold on. Because I know who exactly who you're talking about. Amazing, amazing actor. Amazing actor. Christoph um, Waltz. That's it. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. His first movie I I remember seeing him in. Yeah. And he's just great. Just great. Loved him in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love to hate him. Love to hate him. <laughs> I think another reason I didn't hate the Green Hornet is just because I had no nostalgia for the Green Hornet to be disappointed that they didn't play it. I think that's where I was too. Yeah. I think that's where I was too. I wasn't really a fan of the Green Hornet, you Mm -hmm. know, when I was young or when I was older or now. Um, (laughs) But, but I think that maybe that's why I kind of enjoyed it because they, they did kind of make this movie, but they kind of also poked fun at it. Yeah, I think and, that's one of the reasons they took as many chances as they did. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, yeah, put put Seth Rogen in it. Well, that and he's a producer. And they were, you know, yeah, try out all these unique filming techniques on it. Try this, try that, throw everything at it, because how many fans of Green Hornet are we really going to offend? And I'll tell you what, maybe, maybe it was like, I mean, I know he was the executive producer, but maybe it was quote unquote Hollywood giving him a chance to see how he would handle certain nerd franchises. Right. Yeah. He's, he's doing some good. He's doing some good stuff. Mm. So I guess we could just go ahead and jump into that big news that just popped the other day. It was um, yesterday, I think. Well, yesterday, as far as the recording of this podcast, to anyone listening. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> That's right. So let's get into... So this is this is not bad stuff, and I know that we said very vocally that you know we're we're pretty much almost done with D and D, but I feel like there are going to be some other people playing out there that may want to hear about some of this stuff. Sure, um, and also I'd like to clarify that I think just like you said, when it comes to being done with D and D, I am pretty sure I'm done buying supplements and books from Wizards and Hasbro. As far as, like, all the other cool shit they come out with, like, if they got toys or minis or some other merch or... Like, I'm I'm all for that because that's what I think they should have been doing from the get-go. Yes, yes. And I, and I will say, too, that at this point, I'm done buying these th- those things from D&D. But, man, if they, if they change their tune, if they fix what they've broken i i may come back but you know right. at this point yeah so i guess a couple of the things just right off the top of bat joe cat did a did a music video mm-hmm. very cute joe cat does some cute stuff love me some joe um, cat. definitely a commercial for D though so mm-hmm. there's that if you want to see something cute but also a commercial for D, there you go yeah um what was the other thing? There was another thing that but also like I feel like the song itself was something that Joe Cat would have done even if he weren't paid to do it by Hasbro because the the whole the whole joke of it is how to get your friends to play D&D. 
That's true. Yeah. Which I feel like is his vibe in general. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. There was there was something. Oh, oh, that's right. Uh, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. The Minecraft D and D crossover. Now, let me tell you. I don't know if anybody else knows about this game. <laughs> um, this little known game made by a no, little no, no. indie developer. Nope. No, no, no. Well, I mean, yes, yes, <laughs> but not what you think, probably. Right. I'm not being sarcastic. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. It, it is a game called Hightail. It was supposed to come out. I think maybe the pandemic stepped in. It was like, no. Right. Not yet. You can't do this yet. And they were like, of course, no. But it was supposed to be like, you know, an open world like Minecraft. It mm -hmm. was very much block, block mining, shit like that, like Minecraft. But they, you know, they put in monsters and quests and different races that you could interact with blah 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 still hasn't come out yet now dungeons and dragons is crossing over with minecraft which has definitely a look of what hightail is trying to do mm -hmm. i don't think that they're going to pull off the programming that hightail wanted to do but they're definitely like reskinning some monsters to look like mm -hmm. this or that they're adding mimics and beholders mm-hmm so, brand new mobs for this, uh... What is it? Wait, is this gonna be a mod, or is this gonna be, like, a... I feel like this is a whole separate game. Kind of like Minecraft Dungeons was, versus Minecraft. Because they're saying that you're gonna have classes that you can master. They're saying I, it's gonna I, have a fully voice-acted story. It says, a mine, Minecraft is getting a Dungeons & Dragons-themed DLC. Oh, okay. So that... So it's still pretty, it's still pretty intense for a DLC, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, because like everything you said is is what I heard too. Mm -hmm. But also, if you if you get it, uh wait a minute. I don't. No, 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 no. I think that you could go now to like D and D Beyond and get a free Minecraft themed uh, monster compendium. Yes, that is true. So like with that, they're just taking the Minecraft monsters and statting them out for D and D. And it's a free download, which, you know, hey, kudos to them for giving it out for free. Yeah, and free stat blocks. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so th those are like the two big things that kind of jumped out at me. That could have been because they were fresh. They were they were the first two things that they popped out. Now, um, you, you being a Minecraft fan on this podcast, is there a Minecraft monster that you would be excited to throw in one of your games now that they're statted out? Um, oh, creepers, definitely. Yeah. Creepers. I mean, I don't need skeletons. I don't need zombies. We already have stat blocks for those. Right. Um, the Ender Dragon might be fun. I'd love to see the stat block on an Ender Dragon. Right. Enderman, I would... Enderman would be way more menacing in my game than they would be in Minecraft. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? They're not just going to be these neutral dudes that hate to get looked at. That's not what these guys are going to be. They're, they're going to be scary. I probably I'd probably even go through and find some of those artists that have done the uber realistic versions of oh, these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The really, really gross looking ones. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh, man, yeah. So, what what do you think? What would you do? Uh, well, not being a huge Minecraft fan, I don't know because I don't know what a lot of these monsters are. Like, I've tried to dive into Minecraft a few times and. It's just not really for me. 
from what I've been, what I've seen though, and like lore videos and stuff like that, I feel like there's a lot of really cool potential and a lot of like creepy things that you could throw in there with just a little bit of tweaking to make it fit the D and D universe a little bit more than it fits the Minecraft universe. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's the first thing that I mean, did come to my mind was the same same thing as the first thing that came to your mind was a creeper, which mm-hmm. as soon as your players know what it is, it gives a unique dynamic battlefield sort of thing where you don't necessarily want them to be close to you so it changes the way that your characters might handle combat yes absolutely and it's going to be completely different in a DD game because you know they're not just going to i wouldn't imagine a creeper i depending on the stat block maybe they make it an undead i maybe intelligence four. i don't know but i mean if they're intelligent creatures i don't see them just being like you know, I'm walking right for you. Yeah. No, they're called creepers. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to be hiding. Yep. You're going to turn a corner and he's going to be like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon, as soon as you're within, like, five feet of this thing, mm-hmm. you're making a deck save. Yeah, absolutely. You don't get, it doesn't give you, like, three seconds to run away from it. No, it's, the explosion would definitely be a reaction, I think. Well, well, we'll have to see how they stat it out, but I think the explosion should definitely be a reaction versus, like, an well, action. I, I will say this, too. If you ever, ever want to see a deck save in action, play Minecraft. Yeah. Have, have a sneaker, uh, sneaker, creeper sneak up on you, and then if you get away... You made your deck save. That's exactly what what a deck save is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then if you take a little bit of damage, guess what? You took half damage because you you know you made your save. You take half damage. Yep. Yeah. Nice. What else? Well, the next thing they did after that, well, we kind of skipped around a little bit. The first thing oh, yeah, was yeah. the was the Minecraft announcement. That's how they they kicked it off. Then they did a nice little trailer for Honor Among Thieves. Which is cute. I, I think that's going to be a good movie. Yeah, uh, I'll be going to see it this weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Even people online who have been, who were very vocal when crapping on D&D when Wizards made those announcements, they have gone to see the movie and they're singing its praises and saying what a good movie it is. So yeah, I'm excited. I will say this, just based off the trailers I've seen, I I think that it's going to be good, even though it's funny, because like the first D&D was quote unquote funny. Yeah. But it was in a way that I feel like they were making fun of D&D. Whereas whereas this is funny in a we are adventurers in this campaign and (laughs) yeah like that the whole speak with dead thing oh my god (laughs) i looked over at my wife and i was like that's a mean dm (laughs) yes that's exactly what i was about to say it it is it is these players these players fucked up on the first two questions you know what that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense those last three questions that was the dm fucking with those guys yeah a hundred (laughs) percent hundred percent. He's like, you know what? You don't get anything out of him because I want you to get have a hard time with my fat dragon. That's mm-hmm. that's all there is to this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really fucking excited to uh to to see this. And and you know, I'm halfway expecting to be let down by it, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's kinda fact, kinda like we were just talking about earlier. As long as I get to have fun with it, like it doesn't have to be an amazing movie. Right. 
Yep. No, I'm. I completely agree. And then that then it was the Joe Cat song, and then they the showed us some uh, some new toys. Oh yeah, which meh meh. I know I know someone worked really hard on those. I I get it, but I have a hard time when someone makes toys mm-hmm. based off of a movie and then try to make them look realistic yeah that's fair like they try to make them look exactly like what is on the screen yeah it's like because you're not gonna hit it you're not gonna hit that mark no no it's just how obvious that you fell short i've never i've never been hit with an uncanny valley looking at an owlbear before but here we are (laughs) here we are i will say there was there's one that has me excited but like i have to curb that because i'll never own it and that was the life-size mimic. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. You could just throw life-size mimic toy in, in the, your Google machine right now. And you know it what? it looks fantastic. I saw something that uh, Jenny D was... She got a like a, a gift box from D&D or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the gift box was a, uh, was a mimic. Yeah. Like it was a big mimic. I don't, I don't know if it's that the too. same thing, but no, yeah. this is like this is like a solid figurine. You can't open it or close it. Oh, um, well, never mind then. If I'm getting a, if I'm getting a life sized mimic, it, it better open and close and eat me <laughs> and have a sticky tongue. I mean, yeah, he looks cool. I mean, it's definitely the one. Oh uh, well, I mean, <sighs> okay. So here here's my thoughts on this life size mimic. Okay, okay, he looks cool. He really does. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would be a lot cooler looking like that if he was about the size of two of my fists. So about that big, right? Gotcha. If he's that big, I'm going to need some conditions. One, he better be able to open up or close. Okay. Or open up and close. Or he better be able to function as a piece of furniture. Okay, I could see that. Because he. this is just, a, I mean, I get it. Toy, great. Decoration, cool. He's just taking up space now. Yeah, which is the number you know one what? reason I won't ever own it because of with how much it costs and the fact that it won't ever function for anything. Like it's it's just sitting there. The only thing you might be able to use it as is like a footstool, which coolest footstool ever. But you know, it's just one of those things. I look at it and like, man, if I were rich and like just had space in my house to fill, I'd absolutely buy that. But I'm not, and I don't. So. As cool as it looks, yeah. I'll never own one. Right. That's, that's another thing to go into, like, Joe Mangiello's D&D... What's he call it? The Gary Gygax Memorial Game Room or something like that? Is that what he calls it? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in, case, in, case anybody, in case anybody wants to see it and you haven't, like, gone to find it or anything like that, I'll go ahead and drop a picture in the, uh, in the Discord mm-hmm. and go in and give it a look. I also like that for the Xanathar toy, they included the fish. Oh, yeah. I think that was a nice touch. Again, though, just, I don't know. He looks kind of dumb to me. But also, did that kind of, did we know that Xanathar was going to be in the movie? Well, I think, I don't know that that necessarily was based on the movie. I mean, maybe. Um, As As far as I've seen, all these toys are from 
Well, uh, like the the for example, the owlbear toy they made is a brown owlbear, and the owlbear in the movie is a white owlbear. So, I'm t- I mean, there could be other owlbears. That's true. There could, but I don't know. It it could be that it's just stuff in the movie. I know. Say they had the, I think they called it the Golden series or something like that. That was all characters from the movie, right? But then they also had an entire set that was based off of the '80s cartoon because of its 40th anniversary. And those toys looked like they did in the cartoon. Now I know there's like a like a nod to those characters, like a little cameo of those oh, no, characters. To, oh, yeah, I was about to say they're fully yeah, in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't look. Their toys don't look like that. They look like they did in the in the yeah, cartoon. So right. I think they were announcing toys in general, and some of them are based on the movie. Some of them are not. I will say the Xanathar does look like it's in the same style as the ones from the movies. And he does look kind of dumpy. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> he looks way better on the cover of Xanathar's Guide. Yeah. 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 I mean, whatever. The fish I, I really appreciate. Though. I really appreciate the uh, the the old cartoon toys. Because I, I guess because you can make them look like the cartoon and it doesn't look stupid as fuck. Right. Because, yeah, because if you try to go super accurate, then you're, you're still fine. But I don't know. I'll tell you, I I got the I also got the uh, gelatinous cube. Which one? That they, the the one that the Honor Among Thieves did. The okay, so they've got like three of them. So are you talking about like the plastic figure? Okay, is that the the plush one or? No, that's that's the okay. clear one that you can put Chris Pine in. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Well, you don't have to put Chris Pine in. You, yeah. Any six inch figure. <laughs> it's like it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It looks neat. Mm-hmm. But it's like all the stuff that's floating around in it is like on the outside. Yeah. And you can take them off. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of the stuff that they're putting out, it's like, if this is fun to look at, have fun looking at it. It's cool. They're learning. And it's like, they're learning, I think. It's, maybe. They're dipping their toes into the merch game. And I hope they learn lessons from these toys let's let's put it that way i can't i can't even find i can't even find the uh the xanathar the new xanathar toy ah where but literally everything else i'm seeing looks better (laughs) yeah like all the all the other stuff that like fans have made and stuff like that yeah i mean even the funko pop yeah the funko pop i have the the funko I, i love that funko I, you know what though, what I would want to do is if I got that Funko, I would want to get a clear D twenty with a goldfish in it. Yeah, how cool would that be? Yeah, he does come with a D twenty, but definitely doesn't have a goldfish in it. Oh, oh, there he is, there he is. Uh-huh. Oh, I, man, I just don't like, think he, he looks, looks good. He looks dumpy. I think the way the way I described it before that that's I think that's the word. He looks dumpy. Yeah. But again, I, the reason why he looks like that, I'm sure, is because he's a direct, you know, model from the from the movie. Yeah, probably. Which in the movie, it's probably fine. Like on screen, he probably looks fine. But once you try to translate that to a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I found out that, you know what? The Displacer Beast looks OK. Yeah. The Displacer Beast looks OK. Like that's I feel like that's a harder one to screw up because it's like make a panther and give it tentacles. Like people have been making panther toys for, you know, generations. Make a black panther give it tentacles. 
Whoa there, the owner of Caster's Guild has requested that Discord block any messages our mostly accurate robots deem to be explicit. So your message has not been sent. It was just a picture of that dumbass owlbear. I mean, I guess I don't blame you, Discord. <laughs> it, it's pretty explicit. Oh, man. Brody Jody. Oh, maybe it's because someone is standing behind the owlbear and it's just their boobs. Oh, uh, not yeah, well. bear boobs or anything, but it's like, yeah, chest. There's a chest there. <laughs> There's there a chest. Go. Got it up. Got it up. You're welcome. I also don't like. Okay, so other negatives. You got the company Wizards Hasbro that just got themselves out of hot water with the OGL and everything, right. and then they chose to make the Albear a GameStop exclusive. Which it's Wait, like the, the dumb looking Albear? Yeah, that's a GameStop exclusive. You can only get it at GameStop. Have fun, Albear. <laughs> Which Shh. is another company that's not doing great and has made me angry in the recent past. So uh, I don't know. But moving right along down the uh, the list of announcements they made on this thing, I'm I'm not a Magic fan, Magic the Gathering card game fan i've played yeah. it a few times but they did do a secret layer drop for honor among thieves where they are making cards based off of all the main characters in the movie so which you know cool whatever yeah if that if that's your bag like i'm sure if i were into magic then i'd be like all over that shit but i'm not so not really my thing then uh they did a nice interview with ra salvatore yeah which which let me tell you y'all out there that don't know how to pronounce Dritz's Dritz name, watch it. Mm -hmm. I I still can't pronounce the Menzo Baranzen, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure he said it eight times. So Menzo Baranzen. Oh, maybe I said it right. Anyways. But to I your, to your like, defense, people who don't know how to pronounce it, he didn't know how to spell it when he first came up with it. Because he says, like, in the right. interview, like, he came up with that name off the top of his head, and then someone was like, how do you spell that? And he was like, I don't know. But to be again, to be fair, that just reaffirms even more that the pronunciation is what he says it is. Yeah, because the pronunciation came first. Yep. <laughs> and then he tried to figure out how to spell it. Oh, but and, and and again, I mean, this was my takeaway from it. Whatever, take away what you want. But it, again, anybody that is like you know mad because Drow are being depicted as not racially evil or orcs not racially evil you know what watch watch that interview because he pretty much this guy who invented dritz pretty much just takes that mindset and just crushes it mm -hmm. tells you exa that's says, exactly what the whole story is about like all yeah. these books are about by about there's, personal autonomy yeah there's no such thing as racial evil mm -hmm. it's a bunch of people that made choices so yeah, so you know, get fucked. <laughs> That's the man himself said it. So I'm more than willing to take his word for it. But uh, something speaking else, of something else cool that came out of that interview, if you play Neverwinter online, the MMO, they're coming out with a whole new expansion or a whole new area that's all based off of his books, which that, that he I helped did. write. I did used to play it. Mm -hmm. I have played it before. I mean, it's a solid MMO for a free MMO. I just got out of MMOs because addiction is a hell of a thing and MMOs are a hell of a drug. So yeah, I'm agreed. I'm just going to stay away. But if you're the kind of person who does like MMOs, 
It's a free one. They're still coming out with new shit for it all the time. And it's if you like D&D, it's, it's pretty decent for a free MMO. Yeah. No, I can't agree more. I mean, obviously, there are aspects of it. Like I said, I used to play it. You used to play it. There are aspects of it that make it seem to be play to win, for sure. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get past that. It, it, it's play to win, not play to have fun. Yeah. But you can also... Like, I used to do this a lot when I played WoW. Like, you can completely ignore the competitiveness of it and just go play story missions. Just go go do quests. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. how I enjoyed WoW, was I just went and did quests all the time by myself. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, there's going to be stuff that you can't do once you get to a certain point, but yeah. screw it. That's End when you make a new character is... and <laughs> yep. go have fun it... with a different story. Endgame stuff is for losers. <laughs> all right, um, so the next thing... That came on the list of announcements is something that like I wanted to be excited about, but it's the thing I'm the most scared about. Yeah, um, and that's the VTT. And it looks cool. Yeah, the the VTT looks awesome. It looks like a great tool. Um, I've been using Tableplop personally, which was recommended me to me by a guild member. Uh, I like it a lot, but this new VTT, this D and D VTT that they're making. Looks great, but it also looks like the thing that's most likely to be hit with microtransactions. Yes, absolutely. And that's all I was thinking about when I was watching them play through it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. That th Oh, this is real cool. Wait, I wonder how much they're going to charge for a monster pack that includes the Ankeg and, you know, whatever else they have floating around. Or, you, you know, wonder what I'm going to have to pay for uh, Underdark costume packs, you, you know? It's I feel just like, like, so the way they presented it, they said that the entire monster manual is going to be included. So okay. we'll, we'll see. I feel like all of the microtransactions are going to be player-based, not DM-based. Like, I feel like, and I could be wrong. I, I think you are. I, but that's I, okay. Go ahead. I feel <laughs> like if, let's say, you buy the book Descent in Avernus. Like, with the VTT as a DM, you'll have everything you need to run Descent to Avernus. Here's how I think they're going to milk people. When players want to make their miniature, I feel like you're going to have to buy things to make the miniature. Like, if you want a particular color, if you want particular gear, if you want your miniature to look a certain way, if you want to be able to cast, like, certain spells and have the effects show up on the screen. Like, I feel like that. I feel like most of the microtransactions are going to be cosmetic on the player end. Okay. And here's my other fear because they did say that as a community, you'll be able to create your own stuff and sell it with the VTT. And I feel like every time a creator does that wizards is going to be taking a, a chunk and I don't think it's going to be a small chunk. And then I think they're going to turn around and reuse those same assets to make their own stuff that they're going to sell back to the community without giving the cre original creators a piece of it. That's where I yeah. think they're going to monetize. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, you want to run a game and you want to be able to use this monster? Buy the monster. Like I, I, don't, I feel like that's too obvious, and that's how they're going to be able to get away with all the microtransactions because they're, they're going to be like, look at all this stuff that we give you for free. And, like, I feel like the Monster Manual and stuff like that is all going to be stuff for free. Now, I think they might be like, 
oh, here's the Beholder, and you get the Beholder for free, but if you want the Beholder roaring or the Beholder, like, it, they'll have, like, alternate mm. miniatures that they might charge people for. But I think I think all the basic stuff they're going to give us for free. Okay. I can see that argument. Mm-hmm. I hope that is the case. I hope that we get some stuff like that for free that we can just use. Hmm. But I think this is how they keep people in D&D Beyond after people left in, like, droves. I feel like they have to make it easy on the Dungeon Master to run the game using this VTT. That way they can tell all their players, I'm running in D&D Beyond VTT. And the Dungeon Master has this really low bar of entry that, like, oh, you already bought the book. Here's all your maps. Here's all your miniatures. Just get up and go and run. And then they get to throw all these little advertisements at the players. Oh, you want to make your miniature look cool? You want to look cooler than anybody else at your table? You want these nice little dice that you can roll in the VTT? You want the your, your miniature to be this color? You want to have this gear on your miniature? Advertisement, advertisement. 99 mm. cents, 50 cents, $2. Like microtransaction yeah, that, to... Yeah. I, and I, yeah, you're right. That's a, that's it. That's exactly how they're going to. And I think that I, I hate to say it, but I think nickeling dot nickel and diming people is going to get them more money and is more is easier for like people who don't want to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like someone's like, I want to have a bag of holding on my guy. That's going to be uh, two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yep. Oh, and that's why it's going to work. And that's why it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm not rooting against it, but at the same time, I definitely see where the problems could be. Yeah, but let's okay. just let's just hope that it, there's the best of it. If they choose just to like you know give us free stuff as dungeon masters, and they try to nickel and dime our players. Hey, if you're one of my players and you want to spend ten dollars making your miniature look cool on D and D Beyond, I'm not gonna like judge you for it or fault you for it, but. I just wish that wasn't how Wizards was getting more of our money. Yeah, but we'll see. Should be fun. So next up after that, they talked about the D&D documentary that Joe Mandiello is making for the 50th year anniversary. Right. I don't know what to say about that other than I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. Sure. They didn't spend a whole lot of time telling us exactly what was going to be in it. At least I don't feel like they did. Like Joe just talked about how excited he was to be making it and how much the game meant to him, which is something we all know. But yeah, I'll watch it. Absolutely. I mean, he seems to be genuinely pumped up about it. There, um, if, if I'm going to believe a celebrity who tells me they play D&D in their spare time and like they really like the game and have always loved the game, it's going to be him. Like I have doubts sometimes when Vin Diesel is like, oh yeah, I'm the biggest fan of D&D and I play all the time. But Joe Mangiello, like, I I have zero doubts that that man spends all the time he can playing D&D. You're right. And then the, the, the people that he plays with, too. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you ever seen, like, the people at his table? Yes. I've, I've seen... I've drooled over his table many a time, like, wishing I could have his game room. And, uh, yeah, I've seen. Yeah. And his clothing company is really cool, too. Not a sponsor, I, but uh, Death Saves. The name of, it is the name of his clothing company, and they make cool D and D, like right, like metal D and D shit. I will also say this: 
I don't know if it was explicitly talked about, but I know that there are rumors floating around about Joe uh, Mangoniello. Please <laughs> don't beat me up, Joe. Bringing a live-action Dragonlance to TV. Okay. It's going to be a TV show. Okay. I could see that. And it seems I, I to be like a bat- setting he would uh, he would dive into. Oh, that, that's his that's his favorite world. Yeah. That's what he started on. But I still have that cartoon bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I, I know that there there are people who liked it, and I don't know why. There are people who are fans of Dragonlance who liked it, and it's like why, why? Cool, cool, cool. You liked it. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad that I'm glad it makes you happy. Right? Why? <laughs> I just need to know why. I'm not questioning you, but why? That's a question. I'm questioning you. Just break it down. This. Just please make me understand. Make <laughs> me. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to just hand it to. You need to force me to understand. Anywho, <laughs> explain uh, it to um, me like I'm five. Why do you like this? <laughs> right. Please. Please. Ugh. And then, and I have just like a whole list of stuff here. Of stuff that they just kind of mentioned and stuff. So it looks like they are going to be doing an adventure called The Glory of Giants. Mm-hmm. The, um, the rest of the rest of the the thing was all adventures and supplements that they're going to be coming yeah. out with over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fandelver and and below the Shattered Obelisk, a Fandolin adventure. I'm not sure what Fandolin is. Uh, Fandolin was a city they introduced when 5th edition came out. Well, it might be in other Forgotten Realms stuff, but the very first uh, stuff they came out with for 5th edition, like the original starter kit, came gotcha. with the adventure in Fandolin. Oh, was, uh, wait a minute. Minds of okay, I, re- mm-hmm. I remember now. Okay, yeah. all which, right. Which led straight into, like, literally the adventure Tyranny of Dragons started mm. where Lost Minds of Fandelver left off. So gotcha. you could like run white one right into the other, and it's kind of what they've done with their books since then is just kind of expand from there. So mm-hmm. going back to Fandolin and Fandelver is kind of like going back to the beginning. Honestly, of all the books and stuff they announced, that might be the one they actually get me to spend money on because I really liked Fandolin. I really liked the story that they told in Fandolin. And just with the way I've been running my D&D group since that came out, because my current D&D group, I started with that starter kit and that little adventure in Fandolin, and they fell in love with that city. They fell in love with the characters there. So to get a chance to go back and do something bigger might be worth it. We'll see. I, I got to see what they're going to do with it. I'm going to I'm going to save my addition to that conversation until after the next one. Then they're talking about Planetscape Adventures in the Multiverse. Return to Sigil. Mm-hmm. Or, do they call it Sigil? It's, the word is Sigil, but it's, I've it's heard Sigil. people call it Sigil. Okay. They, they say Sigil in the announcement. So <laughs> <laughs> The face palm is epic. I feel, I feel like that, that, that poor lady in that TikTok who looked at Kansas and was <laughs> like, why not our Kansas? America, explain D&D explain why is it sigil and spelled the exact same you know what no I know how it is I know what happened a motherfucker made this world this little city right mm-hmm. and they're like oh 
I'm going to give it, that looks like a cool word. I'm going to call it Ziggle. And then, like, the guy that invented gifts came in and was like, that's not how it's pronounced. And he's like, fuck you, guy. And he just kept Ziggle. <laughs> yep. That's it. No, that's what I, gar- I guarantee you someone invented it and they wrote it like that. And someone was like, it's actually pronounced Sizzle. And they're like, oh, but it's, uh, it's uh, fantasy. It's, so it's, it's pronounced it's however fan- I yeah. want. Right. It's like, well, spell it different. You fucking jackhole. Anyways. <laughs> so, so that one actually sounds cool to me. Now, based off of those three, and I know you said your piece, but you know mm-hmm. what? All three of those. I'm sorry, but fuck them. I, they're adventures. I don't want adventures. I know. I, I want know a you don't. Source book. I want a source book. You're you're talking about a multiverse. I don't want you motherfuckers to write the adventure for me. I don't want you to tell me how to play my game. See, this is it's this is where sometimes. we differ as dungeon masters because I only run pre-run mo- pre-written modules. And that, and you know, and that's it's fine. Just, that's yeah. fine. But at the same time, they're using these things for their. I, do they still do adventures league? Yes, I believe they. They're they're using these for adventures league, like the whole fucking the the the, the tyranny of dragons and all yeah. that shit. They use that for. It's like, don't do that. Don't do that. I remember back when I played Living City back in my day. We played mm-hmm. Living City, and like these adventures that we went on, never saw the light of day. They never went past this con- convention. These people are going into these conventions and playing these games that no one else will ever see unless you play Living City and RPGA. Yeah. No, I get it. I don't know. I, I, I get it. I I don't disagree with you. They were even making exclusive adventures for RPGA for 4th edition. And, you know, it should be it should be different stories. You're absolutely right. Yes. Yes. But Whatever story you're going to run or whatever source book you're going to pick up, you're going to need some dice. So why don't you check out Geeky Clean? The handmade monthly dice set bath bomb subscription box is the ultimate indulgence for dice enthusiasts and bath lovers alike. Every month, subscribers receive a curated handmade dice bath bomb, each with its own unique scent, color, and set of dice. These bath bombs are carefully crafted with high quality ingredients providing a relaxing and exciting soak every time. The colors and scents change each month, so subscribers never know what to expect. From vibrant hues to calming shades, and from sweet and floral fragrances to spicy and invigorating scents, the dice bombs change every month. And of course, the highlight of the subscription box is the different sets of dice. Each month, subscribers receive a new set of dice ready for their next adventure. The Dice Bomb for April is scented with a Spring Blossom fragrance and has green, pink, and blue swirl dice themed to the colors of spring. Each Bath Bomb also comes with a linen dice bag. And don't forget, you can get 10% off your subscription or any other order with our link or discount code Guild Decree. But that being said, they did announce a source book. Uh, our man Bigby is coming back hard with some information on some, some giants. That's what he do. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, hold on. There, there's actually... But wait, there's more. <laughs> there is. But wait, we don't have to go back to Bigby when there's Vecna. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Vecna. The, what is mm-hmm. Vecna going to be a source book, or is that going to be another adventure? They didn't They didn't mention anything, really. Yeah. Um, They're just saying Vecna's returning to be a main protagonist. Wait. Antagonist. Hold on, hold on. 
No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm reading off of a website. I want you. I want. I'm going to fucking throw them under a bus. You ready? Okay. They had a list. I'm reading off the list because they just had a just a list, right? Mm-hmm. It's IGN. Get your shit together, IGN. <laughs> Protagonist Vecna's going to be the good guy next year. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I'm I'm ninety percent sure that the Vecna thing is going to be another adventure. Just like Tyranny of Dragons, the main villain was Tiamat. I'm ninety percent sure it's just going to be a thing where Vecna is the big bad. And well, well, not only that, they're they're also talking about the Red Wizards are going to be a big thing in 2025. Yep. So next year, 2024 is going to be Vecna, and then probably what's going to happen is he's going to be destroyed. His powers are going to be released. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the Red Wizards of Thay. Somebody's going to have the hand. They're... Somebody's going to have the eye. Yeah, which which actually, with all the work that Joe's doing for him, I bet you they bring in his character who stole the hand of Vecna. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time they've put his character in official materials. That's true. So That's true. And apparently, as far as I know, I could be way wrong. Please feel free to get in my Discord and roast me. Mess- but I'm pretty fact, sure... His character's in Descent to Avernus, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's where I first found um, out that his character was official materials. I was getting ready to run and descent into Avernus, and I was watching stuff about it. And yeah, his character's in that module. Nice, nice. But I know that there's a Critical Role episode where he stole the Hand of Vecna. And I'm pretty sure that one, that's canon in Critical Role universe. Mm-hmm. But I think it's canon in d and I'm not 100% sure. Feel free to, to, to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, so I went ahead and talked about the Red Wizards, Vecna, mm-hmm. um, the Sorcerer Avenger will be returning as a D&D vi- villain. Oh, that's right. That's going to uh, be another adventure. Yeah. Um, but it's a tie into the... Yeah, so yeah. it's like... Mm, mm. And then the League of Malevolence, which I actually don't know what that is. That is a group of villains that was introduced in the Witch Beyond the Wildlight. I think it's what okay. it's called the the Feywild mm-hmm. Adventure, which as a as a campaign, if you're looking for an interesting campaign to run, at that is a pre written. That entire campaign book is kind of written like the video game Undertale, where you can beat that entire campaign without any combat, and it's written that way. So that's neat. But yeah, that that's a group of villains that were introduced in that adventure, and apparently they're expanding upon them and their story in the future. The Wild Beyond the Witchlight. That's what I was looking for. Not the Witch Beyond the Wildlight. The Wild Beyond the Witchlight? Or the Wild... I don't know. The Fey Wild Adventure. The Fey Wild Adventure. But yeah, so... And I think that's all that I know of. Again, I'm I'm just reading off of the the itemized list that IGN put in here. But it looks like because... they're going to be leaning heavy into the multiverse pretty soon. Yeah, yes, yes. Which, I mean... Why haven't you already, d and I mean, you made a big deal about it there for a little bit. I mean, I guess they kind of did. They've been kind of just doing stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. So, maybe. maybe. Well, they've been they've been dro- dropping hints at these, like, obsidian obelisks throughout different pre-written adventures. And apparently that that's all coming to a head soon. And that those obelisks have something to do with traveling between dimensions. So, right. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe they'll just do, like, a big thing where they'll introduce everything. I don't know. But th- that being said, 
I feel like you're probably going to skip it because that's all in their pre-written adventures. Like that's all in their camp. Like their. I mean, yeah, and I hate to say it. Uh, I just, I just, I there's. I feel like I got burned by Dragonlance because you know they just did. I was expecting like a full-on source book, mm-hmm. and I just got an adventure with some information added to it. Yeah, and it's like, whatever, guy. And then like all the other stuff that's coming out that's that's just adventure stuff with some information. It's like it do- it doesn't have enough uh, source information for me to do anything with. Also, I think, and I think that's what it is. And it's like I'm not going to buy a sixty dollar book, fifty dollar mm-hmm. book, whatever. I'm not going to buy a fifty dollar book for ten percent information, ninety percent adventure, and the adventure I'm not even going to use. Also. I think it makes it even worse that the adventure they gave us was an adventure that already existed and they just changed its flavor. I mean, Tyranny of Dragons was the first adventure they came out with for okay. D&D 5th edition. Horde of the okay. Dragon Queen, Tyranny of Dragons. And it was, it was a two-book-long adventure. And they basically just gave us the same adventure again, except instead of Faerun flavor, it was Dragonlance flavor. And I could have done that myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it even worse. Like, even if you're the kind of person who does like the pre-written adventures like me, you could have done better. You could have you could have made a different adventure. You just changed out the characters for Dragonlance characters. And, you know, but the tent poles of the story are the same. I don't know. That's just, that's my take on it. I mean, no, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But yeah, so it's just shit like that that just kind of disappoints me and kind of keeps me from buying any of their adventures. Yeah. And honestly, even the one source book that is like a confirmed source book, like Big B's thing about giants, whatever they're going to call it, I'm not super into giants. Like, I don't see myself nah, buying really. an entire source book about giants. Nah. Well, I mean, hell, how'd you feel about buying that quote unquote source book about dragons? I, I was really excited about it until I got my hands on it. See? So it's like, even if you were in the Giants, I mean, mm-hmm. what, <laughs> how's it going to treat you when you get it? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going I'm going to get I'm going to get a book on Giants where it's going to give me a bunch of flavor text of Bigby writing stuff. Yeah. And then it's going to give me a stat block for a giant, a couple of weapons, maybe. And like maybe the stats for a giant dog. Um, and then the rest of it adventure that I'm not going to run. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I wasn't expecting to get here and just fucking drag D&D through the mud, but you know what? You, you, you kind, kind of still deserve it. Yeah. I don't know. There's cool stuff that they're doing. Like the VTT does look cool. It's most likely going to be shitty the way they treat players on it, but it does look cool. They're... Dipping their toes in the figurines and the toys. The movie toys don't look cool, but all the other toys they showed, you know, the Dicelings, the life-size Mimic, uh, the the cartoon toys, they look cool. The movie they're leaning heavy into, that's cool. The people that they're giving money to to show off their stuff, like Joe Cat, love that Joe Cat made some money off of this announcement. Uh, Ify Nwadiwai. Yeah, love yes. that dude, and like he was one of the people emceeing the whole announcement. And like, more power to you. I I hope they continue giving you giving you money. Yeah, that and by the way, great great in that Dimension Twenty game that he was in. 
Yeah. That that was just a great Dimension 20 game anyways. Like I've never I've never seen Mike Trapp in Wait, is that his name? Yeah. Trapp. Yes. I know it's Trapp. Yeah. It's um I've never seen him in any other game. Mhm. And he could have been, but that's the only one I ever saw him in and he did great. Yeah. I don't know if he plays anyways, but he did great. But if he great. Yeah. I I wanted to see him in more stuff, but Mhm. I, I don't know. He, I mean, he's got to be in more stuff. Maybe some official D&D stuff. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to look. I don't know about I, any official think... D&D stuff. I know he's been on Um Actually a lot for a dropout. And, of course, he does a lot of his own stuff online. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in actual plays, right? Yeah, got to be. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He He's done, it looks like, some official D&D Live stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called Mothership. It's an RPG, and he's an actual play in that. Yeah, so yeah, if any, if any, if you ever want to, if you ever want to check some stuff out that he's in, just go ahead and just give a search because it looks like he does a lot of different stuff. No, he's not in a mas- Vampire of the Masquerade. I'll be damned, he's in a Vampire of the Masquerade actual play. <laughs> wow, get it? So yeah, yeah, get, get Wizards money. That's all I got to say. Get it, get it while you can. But yeah, that that documentary. Looks cool. I'm I'm gonna watch it. You know, they made some more announcements about Honor Among Thieves, but it didn't make me more excited to see the movie. I'm gonna see that either way. So it's it's funny that like everything they showed except stuff about that they're actually doing with the game is stuff I was excited about. And then they were like, This is what we're actually doing with the game and I went, Okay, I guess. <laughs> Am I becoming a grognard? Is that what it is? Like, am I just getting older and going, this isn't my D&D? Well, like... here, here, here's the deal. Grognard, that kind of has some implications, like Boomer. Right, right. Um, like, you know, I, I know people who are, you know, are of the Boomer generation that aren't Boomers. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So we are definitely of the Grognard generation. Right. But the implication has come for Grognards that they are... Not only older gamers, like original games and stuff like that, but that's the only shit they like to play. Right. Only that version. Only back then. Only, and it, that's the only way to do it. There's, you know, there's no, they're not open to new ideas. They're not open to new experiences. Right. You know, they're, these guys aren't going to be the ones that are out there playing City of Mist. You know, these guys <laughs> right. aren't going to be the ones that, these guys aren't going to be the ones that are going to be playing thirsty sword lesbians you know what i mean it's that's not what they're about yeah um and and not only that because there's nothing wrong if you don't want to play those things but the implication comes that they will bitch about these things as well yeah that's true so yeah but so, yeah, new so, stuff just not new stuff from wizards apparently so yeah so it, you gamers out there especially you young gamers if you uh come across any of these older gamers that just seem to be really belligerent towards the new age of gaming, feel free to just be like, okay, Grognard. <laughs> just drop it. That's fine. You you know what? Fuck it. it just to even get the, uh, even get that movement going, you can, you can okay Grognard me all you want. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. 10-4 dinosaur. <laughs> but yeah, because I do, I do fall into that Grognard generation, but I don't, I don't want to just play a D and D my whole life. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to play A D and D at all. Maybe ever yeah, maybe ever <laughs> again. But 
I mean, there are definitely some old games that I never ever want to play. But you, you know, know, a lot if, of if that's what you're having fun playing, more power to sure. you. Just yeah. don't try to yuck my yum just because it's not your yum. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I will never ever play Hackmaster. You know, a game that hands out XP for killing other P- PCs. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to play that game with anybody. Yeah. You have fun. You have fun, but get fucked if you think I'm ever going to play it. Right. And you know what? If you watch this D&D thing and you got excited by the fact that Vecna's coming, you're a big Stranger Things fan, or maybe you're just an old fan who really liked Vecna. If you get excited by the Big B book for Giants, if you get excited by, you know, all these new modules they say they're coming out with, hey, more power to you. Like I said, I might I might even pick up the one for Fandolin. Uh The idea of bringing my party back to that town seems like it could be fun for me, but I'm going to read some reviews and see what it's all about first because a lot of the, the newer stuff just hasn't been uh, doing it for me. So we'll see. Yeah. Wait, did you say none of the newer stuff is doing it for you? Yeah. Okay, Grokdar. <laughs> you see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm like, uh, not my D&D. <laughs> you kids in your D&D 1, I'm sticking with 5th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, D&D 1. That sounds a lot like D and D woke. <laughs> I can't. Do not, do not take that out of context. I swear to God, I'll sue you all. I'm just kidding. I Defamation, libel, it. slander. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Just enjoy playing D and D regardless of how you do it and don't feel like you have to buy any of this shit and if you want to buy it do and don't tell me don't let me tell you you can't enjoy it enjoy it right exactly just like i don't i don't really care if like if you're if you're out there just playing ad and d cool cool you having fun cool you know as long as you're not telling people that there's no other game to play fine i'm cool and let me tell you (laughs) i'm not gonna buy any of this new stuff but i'm not too good to not play it either like i never get to play if you're telling me that you bought one of these new modules and you're running it and you want me to be a player i'm Fuck. fucking there no you know what <laughs> damn 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 i think i am too yeah I, I, yeah because that's like one of those i don't ever get to play you're gonna yeah. let me play oh guess i'm in yeah <laughs> guess i'm in yeah criminy man yeah I think that's that's the part that lets me know I'm not turning into a grognard because somebody else is like, we're running the new module. And I'm like, all right, cool. Right. I already have a character ready. I hope it's okay. Here, I have four. Pick one. Where's the hole in the party that I can fill? Right, exactly. We're not, we, we're not letting anybody play a bard. That's not what I meant. That's a, that's a weird restriction as a DM, but... Uh... <laughs> no bards. <laughs> but what? <laughs> weird, weird flex, but okay. Oh man. Hmm. Yeah, this. I knew this was going to be about a D and D heavy episode. Yeah, but they, there was they... a lot of news that just got dropped. Yes, that's true. So, I mean, I'm I'm fine with uh, this being a D and D heavy episode. Also, we talked about turtles right in the beginning. So. Yeah, which I'm like okay new that. movie coming out, new game gets announced that looks like it's going to be fucking amazing yeah and you know what we haven't talked about it a ton so let's let's take the next 15 minutes or so the mario movie comes out like in a couple of weeks yeah 
a lot of people has have given shit to the voice acting cast. Voice acting cast, which I agree that the crispy rat probably shouldn't be voicing Mario. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but I mean that's because Mario's voice is so iconic. Yeah. And and it's almost like you had a guy. Yeah. And the you crispy rat is kind of a shitty person. But you know Actually, you know what? You know what? They should have given Mario to Jack Black. <laughs> His Bowser voice no. is sounds awesome. No, it does. It, it's yeah. great. You ready? Mario, mm -hmm. Jack Black. You ready? I, Luigi, I know where you're going already. You ready? ready? Luigi, Julie Roberts. Okay, you did surprise me. Kyle <laughs> Gas. You knew what was up. You knew what was up. <laughs> but I got to give it. That's another one. Like, I got to give it to Charlie Day. He didn't use too much oh, different yeah. of a voice from his own voice. But I, in the clips I've seen, he nails it as Luigi. I mean, the only thing I have a complaint with Mario is that one, it's not the original voice actor, which Charles Martinet. I would, I would challenge that guy to do an entire movie using that voice, anyways. He might be able to, but that that would be a challenge, I think. Well, have you ever heard the story about how he got the job? No. Okay, so basically, he came in and they he came in with like a Brooklyn accent, and they weren't like, that's not really what we're looking for, and so he was like, can I try something else? And they were like, okay. And he started just going off in the voice that he uses now. And, like, he ran until they ran out of tape. Like, he just kept talking to that voice, like, making shit up off the top of his head about how, let's go get some pizza, and here's how we're going to make the pizza, and we're going to grab the sauce, and we're going to put it And, like, did it all in the Mario voice, and did it until they ran out of tape. And then they had to stop him, and they were like, we're out of tape. <laughs> just go home. We'll call you. So well, fuck it then, yeah. And dude has been doing it so long. Not only is he Mario, he's also Luigi and Wario and Waluigi and a bunch of the other characters. He just takes that original voice and tweaks it. I feel like he's been training that voice for so long that he could easily do it. For now, would I want to listen to it for a whole movie? I don't know. Right. I, I don't exactly. know. Um, so I get that. Um, you know, I know I said it during the Mario episode, that they should just give Charles Martinet the, the voice acting job. I don't know if Charles Martinet would have been it, because like I said, I don't know if I could listen to that for a whole movie. <laughs> but whatever it is, it wasn't Chris Pratt. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will say that, admittedly, I don't hate the voice. I admittedly am not a fan of the person. Yes. Same. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to give people a second chance. You know, if he got his shit together, got out of whatever cult that he was in. Yeah. That you know, was forcing him to, you know, believe the things that he was, then cool. Whatever. I, again, sure. I, I, I believe in second chances, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. James Gunn seems to vouch for him. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know. He, he hangs out. Or used to hang out with a guy from Mindless Self-Indulgence, too. So I, I don't know if that's a great indicator of his judgment of person. So Right. But I don't know. The rest of the cast also sounds awesome. From what I've seen in clips of the movie, it looks like they are doing the source material justice without following it as a template, if that makes sense. Like, they're telling their own story, but like not disrespecting the source material. Which... I think I mentioned this earlier this season. It feels like they 
are doing video game movies and video game properties correctly now versus the way they used to do them, like where if it was connected to a video game, you knew it was going to be shit. Right. So I am allowing myself to be excited to see the Mario movie. No, and that's fair. That's fair. I and mean, like I said, if there are people out there who aren't going to watch it because of Chris Pratt, I get it. Yep. He's no he's no J.K. Rowling. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. But I mean, from what I understand, he may be he doesn't run off at the mouth about his beliefs all the time. And even then, I don't think he's ever said anything about his beliefs. It's what the leader of the church yeah. believed or some shit like that. I don't know. Also, dude probably already got paid for the movie. I highly doubt he's connected to the royalties all that much. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to get a piece of my ticket when I go to see the movie anyway. Mm, so. I, he, he might. Yeah. But he might. But it is is what it is. I have to do a little more looking to see how how affected by everything he's been just to because like I said, I don't think he's run off at the mouth about any kind of fucked up beliefs that he's had, but no. That that group that he's in just ain't great. Right. Yeah. So with that, thank you for tuning into this episode of Casters Guild. Make sure to check out our Discord. That's where you can interact with us with the easiest. Email us, castersguild at gmail.com. And we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Let's go.